In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. So, Amy... Um, we, this, as you were just saying, this week you're going to ask a lot of like science related questions, which, you know, always works out great for me, for sure. Um, <laughs> but before we get to that, my opening question to you is, um, do you, how maybe would you describe the difference, um, between a monster movie and a horror or science fiction movie? Like, is there a difference? Uh, well, um, that's a good question. I, I do think there is a difference, though they could technically overlap. Because something like a Frankenstein, for example, would be a monster movie. I think most people would characterize yeah. it as such. But he is a scientist who creates a man. So right. technically that's sci-fi. And right? it's a horror so I feel like story it, as well because and it's, the it, thing goes nuts. Right. And then same type of thing with like werewolf ones. I feel I don't know if there's actually science behind werewolves or not, but um, I think usually not. not. That's more of a magic thing. Okay. If anything. I okay, think. magic. Okay, 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 okay. So I think there can be crossover, but I do think like when I think <laughs> when I think of like straight up science fiction, I think mm-hmm. of like boring. <laughs> I know you. I think that's long think been established. Of, like, I know. I think of gray ships and, like, space mm-hmm. and that. But but monster movies, yeah, I think, they could, I think it could be a crossover-ish. Yeah, I mean, because, like, you like, could say that, like, Alien is a monster movie. You could say that right. Predator is a monster movie. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. as you just were mentioning... Um, what, wait, it was like Sharktopus versus Whalewolf from our early days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. those, uh, are all, I would say primarily monster movies. Um, or well, I mean with other stuff going on too. Um, and then I guess like this week's movie, I, well, technically sure. based, based on what it says on the YouTube of it says action oh. adventure movie. Wait, what does it say? Action adventure, I think it says, but I don't know. Oh. Like that's just what it says, like okay. as part of the title on YouTube. I don't know. Oh if yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
Um, let me see if it says on sci-fi. Yeah, and now on like it says on IMDb. It's what it says on identif- like, what it says on Google is like sci-fi slash action. And on IMDb, I'm sure I would really even action, call it action adventure to be comedy. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would push back on the comedy. I'm not I mean, lie. there were parts um, that I thought were funny, but I don't think they were like intentionally oh, I, funny. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there were parts I definitely laughed out loud and said like, "Oh, what?" But it wasn't. It was definitely meant to be serious in the moment. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like I, a yeah. dump them. Well, of thing. I mean, this also is a question I asked you uh, off air, which is like, did you like this? But like, I, so I genuinely was mostly enjoying this when I was watching it this week um, <laughs> because I also like a bad movie, which I think we can easily both yeah. agree that this is that. Um, mm-hmm. But so, but your feeling was that you felt like they were taking it too seriously so it didn't go full bad to be as fun. Yeah, well, and it's funny because now like hearing you say that, and I know I just said that two minutes ago, but sometimes uh, movies that like know they're bad are funny and good bad, but sometimes that also tips into like trying to make it bad, which isn't as good, if, if, sure. that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like for example... Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever seen Velocipaster. <laughs> I've that heard of it, but I've not watched it. Oh, it's ridiculous. But it's it's one of those ones where, like, they know it's bad. I think they were trying to make it bad, like, to be funny. Yeah, and then it and just, like, pushed Therefore, over. it loses, yeah. yeah, then it loses some of that, like, genuine, like, oops, we tried, but we really failed. Um, but yeah. this one, yeah, I don't know. There was something, like... There was something just sort of like more serious or somber about it that just didn't yeah. have. Oh, also, I will say, I wanted, even though that's in my opinion, the special effects were like bad. <laughs> I wanted more of them. Like I wanted more <laughs> of the shark, and I wanted like I wanted yeah, like, more yeah, of yeah. like the jumping in the air. Like I feel like they downplayed yeah, it a little that's bit. Fair. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe in the previous two films, there would have been more of that. Um, Wait, what? But, previous two films? Oh, yes. We can talk about is it. This, but first, uh, this is part of a series of films. This is a, oh, this is I a did third installment. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, so, hello, everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I'm Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host, Amy Walsh. And Amy, why don't you tell everyone what we are talking about this week. Could they not figure it out from what we just said? I mean, yeah, we Um. were just really (laughs) telling everything you needed to know in that opening gambit. But just in case you don't know the mega popular movie um, (laughs) from 2014, which is also wild, um, we watched Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Indeed. That's right. Now, were you saying 2014 because you thought this movie was older than that or newer than that? Okay, well, I specifically didn't look up when it was from because I wanted to be surprised. Sure. But based on the actors, based on the actors that are in it, like, I knew it wasn't super old. Sure. But I also, I'm not sure. 
Like, I knew it wasn't... Like, I wanted it to be older than what it was, but I knew... I'm not sure. 2014 just is... Based, again, based on the effects and all of that, I think 2014 is a little embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, this, again, we've talked about this when we've watched legitimately bad movies. One of the marks of a true bad movie is you constantly are like, wait, what year is this from again? Um, yeah. It's like a constant struggle to remember what year it's from. I mean, there was and one part... There was one part where a stunt double, like, I could literally see her face that it was not the same lady. And I'm like... <laughs> Guys, maybe do this shot from behind. <laughs> well, I mean, there were many a thing there where I was like, what is even happening? But like, so. Yeah. Um, in terms of, so the audience can imagine this thing that we've just said, um, the IMDb description says, a new mega shark, because of course this is the third of these films, a new mega shark threatens to destroy humanity. The government creates an exact robotic copy of the shark, either equal to or greater than the original. Now they must fight to the death while people and whole cities get in the way. Now, really, this is focused on a city, um, not many cities. And the city, I was surprised, uh, based on my own location in Australia, is Sydney, Australia. That's the city we're talking about. Here. I know I wanted to, um, I wanted to talk to you about the Australia of it all. Um, it's not filmed in Sydney. <laughs> um, I was curious. I was I was gonna I was definitely gonna ask that. I, mean, I, I could tell like I could tell that the opera house looked fake, but well, the those are just stock also, footage. Like that's stock footage. Yeah, right, that right, is right. really and then they right yeah like the parts where they were right, showing the ferries like looked, going back and forth and like. That's real. That's a yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, they sent no when one. When the to big get shark footage. lands up, oh no, no! Yeah, 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 yeah. When the um, big shark lands up at the the opera house, right. like that. <laughs> that is not real. <laughs> um, so and we'll talk more about it because as well. At one point, I was like, "This is shot in Los Angeles." <laughs> Like, not even oh, for sure. a question. And then when I looked it up, it's like, oh. yes, all of it's done. Okay, because I was, I was going to ask, like, a, like a, whenever, like, I, living in New York, for example, when there's, like, a New York movie, I always try to figure out, like, is this really New York? Did they really, did they, or did sure. they shoot in L.A. and pretend it's New York? And I always try to look for street signs. And I did notice a street sign at, like, one point, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a real street in Sydney. And I was, yeah, I was curious. Yeah, I think I know even what you're talking about, and I don't remember the name of the street, but I was like, that's not, that's not real. Um, yeah. And there's you, a part... I mean, and even if it's the same names of streets, you can tell usually. Yeah, why. yeah, yeah. Like, everything about it. I was like, this is just some part <laughs> of Los Angeles County. Like, that's quite apparent to me. Um, so, funny. in terms of all of the things that may be relevant... Um, as I said, this is the third movie out of four, in fact, fe- featuring Mega Shark. Um, there was Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus in two thousand and nine, um, and that then there was <laughs> Me- well, and then there's Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus in twenty ten. <gasps> oh, <Ooh. laughs> and 
Um, and so my kind of, I didn't actually look up about those movies, but my understanding is, is like all of these movies are done by, um, like a direct to video movie studio called Asylum. And I guess they're known for doing bad movies. Like that's kind of their thing. Um, and as you pointed out, a lot of the feeling about this installment of the Mega Shark franchise was that they were phoning it in. Like, they know all the notes to hit in a bad movie, and so this just wasn't delivering in the way, like, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, apparently, was delivering. Um, but even so, there's... Yeah, because also... Go on. Sorry. Well, also just... Sorry. Just the idea of... I think the idea isn't quite as fun. Like, I get it. Like, we're... It, but two sentient beings is more interesting than, like, a machine versus a natural thing, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can see that. I mean, but interestingly, the follow-up movie to this one in, the, in 2015 is Mega Shark versus Colossus, and Colossus is another giant robot thing so for some reason that was a thing that people were into um i also think that maybe they start with the titles and work backwards for the movie a million percent (laughs) yeah oh a million percent they're like what could we i mean that's the way i think that what happened with sharktopus versus whale wolf too to be honest well and yeah because the original screenplay was written in four days and the guy who wrote it oh. was told specifically there has to be a scene where the mega shark like ruins the pyramids. Like he was told he, that has to be in oh, there. Oh my god. Um and that is in there. Wow. That's the opening scenes. Um I have so many questions about that. But wait, uh, also like the thing that's funny about all of this, basically if you like look at uh <laughs> I don't know what the word, aquatic movies, I guess, yeah, or like marine sure. biology movies. Sure. Whatever. Aquatic, I guess, is better. We are obs- we are fully obsessed with sharks. Like, we are oh, so, yeah. as oh, yeah. a culture, obsessed with sharks. Well, that's and like I was Shark Week before, on Discovery Channel. I know. And, I mean, I play into it because, like I said to you, I do love a shark movie. And, like, right. if it's a shark movie, I'll probably watch it. Like... I mean, a lot of them are probably bad. I wouldn't necessarily watch any of them. But, like, there was some crazy uh, movie with... I mean, isn't Lake Placid about a shark? Lake Placid is a giant uh, alligator or croc. Oh, okay. But, you know, same idea. uh, A giant... (laughs) Some kind of giant predator in the water we, like, love. And the big one, obviously, is sharks. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, but, and I love it too. And I, I don't like it in real life. Like, it's ruined swimming for me in a lot of ways, <laughs> but like, I still watch them all. <laughs> I get it. I mean, and so that's why I was hoping that this might be, I mean, I still generally had a good time with it. I can see the argument that it's not as fun as you might hope. And I get that. Um, I did want a little bit really... more of sharks jumping in the air. Yeah, I mean, but what can you really do with a movie that was shot in 15 days? <laughs> like, um, I get it. Listen, I know there's it. only and I so felt much. Bad for the... What? Oh, I was just going to say, I felt bad for the actors because, like, I did I... feel like they were trying. 
So, yes, I think that's part of it is they they give performances that um, are good, I guess, maybe I'd say. Um, well, like they're trying to do something. I don't know if they were something. good. <laughs> what was interesting to me was that I, the, the lead lady, we'll talk, I guess we'll talk about her, but like the lead lady, like I recognize from Law and Order and I'm, right. I know she's capable of right. being a good actor. Which is why it's so interesting when, like, people that you know of are in a bad movie because it's, like, right. it's like they used her first take of everything <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, well, or it's like, oh, that that was weird. Like, I don't, I feel like she could have done that better. And they were just like, eh, good enough. <laughs> well, I do think that maybe that's also part of the point. Like... The, I'm looking mm. now at the other Mega Shark movies, and like Lorenzo Lamas is in Mega Shark really? One. Debbie Gibson again is in Mega Shark One. Um, okay, I have questions then, about that too. I know. And then in Mega Shark Crocosaurus, that's got <sighs> Jaleel White in it. So I have I, got to see that one. <laughs> I know, right? Like, um, so my thing is, is oh, and Robert Picardo. Oh my gosh, just like real people. And so I that's, I that think, is. the other. He's from um, Star Trek. But the point oh. is, what I'm saying is, I think that, like, these movies, like, they get people who are like real actors, at least some of them. Yeah. And, and then they're yeah. like, it, you will be here for three days. Just do whatever. Um, yeah, you're here. Yeah, do whatever. Like, it's okay to be bad. Like, we'll give you yeah, a paycheck anyway. That's precisely and, what we want you to do. Um, and I will and also say, and it, yeah. And you can also tell that all of this is done super, like, as fast as humanly possible because most of them are acting alone. Like, she is just in that yeah. cockpit most of the movie. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Except for I then when she's favorite... in the chum port. <laughs> okay, I hated that. But uh, but I think my favorite part, I know we'll go through it, but like, I think my favorite part in terms of like weird acting was <laughs> she like by accident blows up a ship and she's oh, like, right. oh, all those people, all those people. And she like cries for like 2.5 seconds and the guy's like, you got to get over it. And she's like, I know. okay, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then there's that weird, like, she maybe has a drinking problem that's, like, raised for a total of two and a half minutes or something um, because oh, they that, have a maybe. dead kid, possibly, in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's just oh, yeah, quickly about talk about okay. the four characters who are important to this movie. Um, okay. There's Jack Turner... Um, who is played by a 50-year-old Christopher Judge, who we've already spoken about because he plays one of the characters in Stargate SG-1. Um, and then I realized that it was, be- it was because of him that I knew this movie because I remember like running across it when I was looking at his previous credit. Um, he, oh, it- oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so he is married to a character named Rosie in this, um, who is played by a 41-year-old Elizabeth Rom, um, who, yes, I immediately was like, Law and Order Lady, great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I did feel like, I feel like she deserves more work 
than she's gotten since Law and Order, but she still is like around and doing stuff. Um, she is okay, born in Germany and is half German. Just an FYI. Hmm. Um. Then she's we very, have, I I think she's good. I I mean, yeah. In my mind, she is only a lawyer, but like. Yes. She's good. It's hard to believe that she's got this skill set of, like, piloting um, a mecha shark when I'm, like, just be a lawyer, ma'am. Just go be a lawyer. Just go talk to, just go talk to, I was going to say Olivia Benson, but she wasn't in SVU. No, yeah, she was in, (laughs) go speak to Jerry Orbach or something. Okay, there Um, you go. (laughs) Sam Watterson. Yeah. And then we have a character named Admiral Engelberg. Um, played by an actor named Matt Lagan or Lagan. I don't totally know how to pronounce his name. No idea how old he is. There is no, he is not really a person of note to speak of. Um, although I will say his credits, um, include a lot of voice work for video games. Um, and he still seems to be working pretty regularly. So I would say he's probably... The dream that comes of acting that is for most people how it goes, which is like, I am making enough money to survive doing acting related things. And so that is great. Like, yeah, but, just like piecing like, it together, kind of. Yeah. Um, and one yeah. of the things he did was he was also in a movie called Mega Piranha, um, which I would be I would, interested I would think watch that in too. learning about. Um, yeah. And then probably like the biggest name I think in this movie. Um and I was shocked. This I did not anticipate is that the character's name is Emma McNeil, but this is a 44-year-old Debbie Gibson in the role. Um so bizarre. She plays the scientist in this. Um what I also didn't know about her is, of course, I knew that I had her tape out of the blue that I listened to religiously mm. as a child. Um, what I didn't know is that apparently she is like the youngest artist to write, produce, and perform a number one song. I think that remains true. How um, old was she when she did that? I think maybe like 15 or 16 or something. Um wow. Well, she's only four years older than you, damn. Well, this was seven, what, eight years ago. So oh, she's that's 52. Right, that's right. So wait, you're, so oh, I've got right, some time right. to like have success, okay? Just like give me no, a break. I, well, you, well, you, well, you've missed the boat on the writing of the songs and producing. Oh, no, 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 but. No. I mean, like, <laughs> if I were to be like the Debbie Gibson of history, what? <laughs> I mean, actually, I think I've already missed the window on that. Let's be honest. Um, well, I mean, if we're talking, like, the Debbie, I would think that if you're saying I'm the Debbie Gibson of such and such, you would mean you did the thing at 15 years old. I guess so, yeah. So um, that's pretty tough to, yeah, I mean. Yeah, hard to do. I've, I've missed that window on literally everything. Yeah. Um, so, like, I actually didn't know this. Her first acting credit was in Ghostbusters. Um, as, you know, hmm. some child or whatever. Um, she also has done a lot of Broadway stuff, which I thought maybe you would know a hmm. bit about, perhaps, but I don't know for sure. Um, I didn't, but I couldn't picture it. Yeah. I want to so bet she, like, she was an Annie at some point. That's my guess. 
Well, she did, like, this was, like, I think in her later, like, more adult years. Like, she went to Broadway. Oh. And then I think there was something on her bio that was, like, she was, like, in 17 different shows in 17 years or something like that. Um, really? On Broadway? I guess. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, and she's still doing some music and acting now um, in various types of things. And she was... Also, the same character, Emma McNeil, in Mega Shark 1. So, I don't know how they got her back, but they were wow. like, Debbie, we really need your presence and your vibe for Mega Shark 3. And she was like, okay, you said I only have to work for one day. You got it. Um, because this is like That's truly, wild. everyone is like on the phone to somebody else or is talking to somebody else through an earpiece like no one is acting together so there it like they probably could just be like debbie don't worry about it we'll just like come to you and we'll set up some beakers around and then that's the lab and um <laughs> that's it we've got oh, a million percent um, a million percent i just looked up i just looked up her the broadway shows she was in so um anything good yeah she was i don't well, yeah, I mean, she was in Les Mis, Beauty and the Beast, Grease, Cabaret. Those are the ones okay. on Broadway, and then she did some touring stuff, so. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Also, uh, of note, I looked up, I just looked up, I was looking up Mega Piranha. I started to anyway. Yeah. And there is a movie, there is a movie called, wait, where did it go? It was Mega Python versus Whoa. Gatoroid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I need so that sounds to watch like that. maybe it's a a mechanized gator. Is that what that is? Holy shit! She Debbie Gibson is in that one too. Oh my god, she loves being in these movies. What is going on? <laughs> Wait, you wow! Said this it was one looks crazy. Gator Roid. Wait, Gatoroid. Mega Python Mega versus Gatoroid. Okay, I'm looking at it as well now. Um, wait, who's that lady? Do what I is happening? Oh, Tiffany! Tiffany is the main character. Oh my god. Wait, like Tiffany as in like Tiffany the singer? Wait, I love yes. in the still of this crazy python thing. This is insane. Oh my oh god. Oh my god, there's a... Is there... Wait. Oh wait, here's the other thing about this movie that I would say that makes it less fun. Nobody actually, unless I missed a part, which I very well could have, nobody really, with the exclusion of, like, the beginning where he, like, ruins the pyramid, no one gets killed by the shark, I don't think. I mean, there was that fat guy who was spitting up blood on the street (laughs) that they closed up on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That that made me laugh out loud, for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. What happened to him? Uh, I I don't know. I think he was. I forget. Just I forget. But like, but all those people on the ships die. Well, I know, but that's not. We fun. don't they just see got, like, them die, up. but they die. Yeah, I think. But that's. I will say that's what is. <laughs> this makes me sound like a like not okay person, but that's what sort of makes monster movies, horror movies, these types of movies fun is like crazy death scenes, and I feel sure. like we didn't get that. Yeah, I think that like a lot of it is in, like, happening off screen. 
Yeah. So, like, and I get it that, like, that costs money to, like, to get, yes. like, blood Correct. and stuff. Yeah. That's but, why they could only use it once in the mouth of that one guy. <laughs> and and that's why, like, at the end, instead of, like, throwing actual, like, bloody stuff on them, they throw, like, some sushi at their back when that's, like, supposed to be right. a shark exploding. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, and that, that was, like, just some ground-up hamburger. <laughs> It literally, it literally looked like a salmon fillet that they like threw <laughs> on their back. I was like, "What is happening?" Um, but like in the sharktopus versus whale wolf one, like I feel like we got some crazy deaths. We did. Where, we definitely ha- did. It's true. So I, th- I think that's what I was missing was like some crazy deaths in this. Yeah, I mean, I think again, like just to reiterate, where we start in this movie is this one scene that the writer was like contractually obligated to create which was where the Megadon, Megalodon uh, shark is responsible for breaking a pyramid with its tail. <laughs> um, so we begin with the cold open in the port of Alexandria, and it's like a literal cold open because for some reason this um, ship is towing a glacier through the water's around Egypt um and and unsurprisingly I guess I'll say is like because the water in the Mediterranean is warm the glacier starts to break and again almost immediately you know this this thing has gone weird because this big ship has two people who work on it there are just two guys yeah. I have so many questions about all the ships in this movie, but continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, also I think they use the same ship over and over again, like the one, oh. like, and then they just change, oh, like, the, the life preserver thing and whatever um, to make it oh, look slightly sure. different. Um, but, like, this one, it's just two guys supposedly running this, boat that is towing in this massive iceberg into the Mediterranean. Uh, as, and my very first note about this is like, only two sailors, they have no money. <laughs> like, they have no money to Literally. pay actors to be in this movie. Um, 100%. So the iceberg cracks, the Megalodon swims out, it attacks the boat, and I literally almost missed this because I looked down as I was writing to actually write something. Like, because the Meg is so big, it smashes the boat that it just, like, was being towed by with its tail, and then the boat smashes into the pyramids. Oh, is that what happens? I think I missed Yeah, like, miles away. It happened really fast. yeah. Like, miles and miles away, the boat is flowing, it has been flown by the force of the Megalodon's tail to such a degree that it can smash a pyramid. Um, And that was contractually obligated by Asylum Pictures or whatever to be in the movie. Um, And that's what they went with. (laughs) Yeah. After that, they, we have, um, like, and this actually, we've seen, this is, I think, kind of a fun device 
that I prefer to like a title card. We have the bunch of news broadcasts from all over the world in different languages saying like yeah. there's this megalo- megalodon. I'm going to keep having problems with that. Uh, shark on the <laughs> loose. Um, as a result, there is no sea or air travel. All the shipping lines are down. Now, I kind of understood why there wasn't sea travel, but because I hadn't seen the previous two films, I was like, why is air travel not allowed uh, with the Megalodon? And we will soon learn why. Um, Yeah, but I mean, I still have... (laughs) I still feel like there's ways around it, though. Indeed. Like, we'll Um, get to it, but... Yeah, I mean, I accept... Like, we saw... I'm no pilot... I'm no. no pilot, but I feel like, but I feel like you could maybe like, if you're concerned with certain altitudes, perhaps you could go a little higher. I don't Correct. know. But also, I mean, in <laughs> fairness to the shipping line question, like just a boat being in the wrong direction in the Suez Canal basically meant nobody could have toilet paper for like a number of weeks. So I guess I understand that a megalodon just marauding through the seas could have some impacts on, like, world economy. Oh, I'm sure that it could. Oh, I believe that it could. But I I then feel like, now, like, I feel like right, they had all these, like, little, like, news blurbs and, like, all of that information. And then right after that, I feel like they showed the guy, which I don't ever remember anybody's name, Jack, and Rosie testing out the mecha shark, right? Correct. But she's yes. in it. She's yes. uh, like underwater in the mecha shark, but he's in like a small boat. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the part where he's in like a small boat? We just said yes. that there can't be a goddamn airplane in the sky <laughs> because this thing is around. And you're in a little tiny boat that that thing could swallow whole. Like, I was confused by that. Yeah. I mean, I think so. The whole thing is like the the last little bit of the news broadcast is that we're told that the UN is working on some kind of weapon or solution to this megalodon problem. And then we go to, quote unquote, the Pacific Ocean, 20 miles southeast of Hawaii. And as you say, we see Rosie testing the mech uh, under the water Jack is above the water on a small boat. They're chatting to each other. Um, I guess what we're meant to know is that, like, they've determined that the Meg is not around them. Um, and so I they guess, can but couldn't it test. swim fast? It, well, yes, we know it can. But, like, at the moment, I guess it's fine. Okay. But it also... But this, I mean, this also... So, okay, like... The setup here is we're introduced to Rosie and Jack. They're married. Um, Rosie, again, like this is where I really was like, everyone is acting by themselves because he's on a boat. Yeah. Fakely talking into a walkie-talkie. She's in a cockpit room, fakely talking into something while also wearing a Google Glass. Um, uh, okay. Okay. What was the point of the Google Glass? I was confused I don't about know. that too. I don't know. I know what it was that supposed was to make to her do. look like. I know that it was supposed to like make her look like super official. I feel like and make her look like very like. I don't know, sciency or something. But I was like, what is that doing? Like, I I'm don't really know. not sure. I don't know what role because mm. like, 
I was like, is that the thing that she needs to talk to Nero, the AI computer mm. that's in the Mac? But I don't think it is. I, think I don't that's think it is either. Right? No, I don't think that it is anything to do with anything. Um, and then oh. more stranger still, which really is quite something. So they're in this, they've got the Mac, they've been, and I guess, hmm, in terms of timing here, I don't know, have they been working on mechanized shark technology before the Meg even showed up? Like, because it seems like they've been testing this thing it for a while. It seems like it. Well, and it's been built, clearly. Right. Like, they, they know that this, yeah, it seems like this has been, like, an ongoing project. And maybe like the the Meg goes dormant or like yeah well because it does because for since, a amount of time since this is the third time the Meg has come maybe they are just always kind of on the preparedness track for this and so they've been doing this. I also um, oh sorry yes. no I was just thinking <laughs> if this is sorry I was just thinking if this is the third movie. What is the ending of all the other movies? Because in this one, Shark if I understood blown. correctly, yeah. So if there's another one, which clearly it seems like there's a lot of them, like what's the story with that? Like it got blown up. Yeah, but it was also I don't have, like a baby inside it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is the short answer, um, but my <laughs> my belief is probably that each time the Meg gets blown up somehow and or killed or something. Um, and then it's like, oh shit, here's another one. Like, I, to me it seems kind of impressive, and this I guess goes to some of the science questions we may start to raise as we go. Um, like, a Megalodon is a real prehistoric shark species, Okay. And okay. my understanding of fossils is that it's really unusual to even find like one full body's worth of fossils of a type of an animal. Um, and certainly mm -hmm. probably even more unusual to find a entirely intact and semi-alive fossil in a glacier <laughs> that's been preserved. That sounds... That sounds I feel like that sounds like, you know, a pretty easy thing to find. But, like, the fact that then there would be three to right. be resurrected from prehistory to then, I don't know. Right. I, I mean, that seems like no, a, a bit of a stretch. I would have believed two it, is what I'm saying. Two, I can believe. Hmm. Three seems too much. It's a stretch. It's sort of like, Yeah. The but fact that they're prehistoric does seem like, okay, guys, makes you can't it, have just, like, an endless supply of these. Yeah, because I I want to say that in that other movie called, actually, The Meg, um, which maybe we might someday watch for this, because I think that's vaguely science-y as well. Um, mm. My understanding there is that that's kind of along the lines of a Jurassic Park sort of thing, that they've found Megalon mm. Megalodon DNA, and they've, like created this thing so that they can do various types of experiments or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, people really shouldn't do that. No, 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 no. You absolutely shouldn't. Um, but people do. And here we are. We have 
this mecha shark that they've been testing. Um, Yeah. And then they get an urgent call that says, like, you've got to come back to land. And they end up at what is called a UN research facility in Pearl Harbor. This is where we're introduced to Admiral Engelberg. um, And he reveals to the two of them that there's this brand new, like a 2.0 mecha shark. Um, and it's like way bigger and stronger and better in every way than the mech that they have just been practicing with. Um, and this is when I don't really know what's happening here, but like it's as though the director said to Elizabeth Rom and Christopher, what's his last name, Judge, um, okay, so you guys are married, so like have a bit of tension now. And they're fighting over, like, well, some. I think they're fighting over the fact that, well, not fighting, I don't even know what I would call it, but, like, they're ribbing each other because the new mech isn't nuclear. Hmm. Now, I have a question. Do you think that they had good chemistry? Did you believe them as a married couple? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Same. And I also, like, this is, like, totally unrelated, but I, I'm thinking of it because whenever they kissed, you, she, like, you would see her f- hand go on to his back of his head. And was there something weird about her red fingernails to you as well, or was that just a me problem? Well, okay. Their kiss, I only remember the one at the end. I may not have noticed the other ones. I, it was very uncomfortable and felt forced and, like, definitely, a, like, chemistry was weird. Her fingernails no. I noticed multiple times because they did close-ups of her hand on, like, the... Um, on buttons and things. Joists. Yeah. On buttons and stuff. And I do think it was incongruent with her job. So... There was just something yeah, about I mean, it where... I, I was like, this also just looks like a weird nail job. Like, it looked like they were Lee Press-On nails. Like, they, they didn't probably look like her were. nails. They probably, like... No, they probably weren't. It was so probably, Yeah, it was... I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, your nails, we need them. You need to look like girly. We're going to give you some press-on yeah. nails. For some reason, they were like, let's do this, because this is a choice we're making. But... Um, yeah. Like, so they're having this weird, like, quote-unquote, couples tiff over the nuclear, the non-nuclear element of the new mech. Um, the Admiral then tells them, like, that other mech you have is now garbage. Use this one. And Jack is like, we've been testing that other one. I can't remember if he says for months, but, like... It, that's the implication is that they've they have been doing this testing and to have this totally untested item go out against the meg is a bad idea um which i would say not knowing anything about science or mechs um i would agree probably an untested item is not great to go out there with um but then no i mean i will say what i loved about this movie and is that it does lean into certain elements of bad movies. Because then the Admiral Engelberg just says, apropos of nothing, this Meg killed my brother, so you've got to be out there and you've got to like do this right now. <laughs> and I was like, 
do we need that backstory? Like, and it was never mentioned again. Like, never discussed. Ever Is that again. something we're maybe we're supposed to know that from the previous movies? I don't know. Maybe. And then, um, but then again, if but then again, my question comes up, which I know we're not going to have the answer to, is what happened to the shark in the previous movies? Because why? I don't know. These make no sense. <laughs> um. So okay. So the Meg killed his brother, and so he's got a death wish for the Meg, um, which will come to later fruition in this movie in quite hilarious ways to my mind. Um, then we end up at Sydney Harbor, Australia. It is definitely not Sydney, Australia, even <laughs> at all. Um, there is stock footage taken of Sydney Harbor that is then jammed into this 85 minute movie or whatever it was. Um, do you think that the actors were Australian though? The ones that were playing Australian? Um, I would say I, I was curious. Some of them seemed probably like they were, um, because there mm. are Australians in LA you could dig up who are trying to make something. Happen oh, I'm sure. Acting wise, so like it wouldn't have been. Oh, I'm sure. Hard. I was just curious if their. Yeah, I was just curious if their accents were good because I can't tell very well. Yeah, no, I will say they did strike me as probably really Australian. <laughs> the ones that okay. they got okay. seemed like they probably were. Okay. I'm not sure about all of them, though, because like some of the people who played the soldiers later, I was like, hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not so sure. But like yeah, this lady, when we're on the pier, yeah. and it's like the news lady and her cameraman. Yeah. Um, they seem, yeah. she in particular seemed like she probably really was Australian. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we don't really spend a lot of time with the, this newscaster, but we occasionally jump back and forth to her and her cameraman. So I just want to mention that we will come back to them uh, because they, <laughs> the cameraman in particular gets to say something funny later. <laughs> um, then we're back at the UN facility and... I think this is the one, oh yeah, I w in my handwritten notes I was like, in a locker room, question mark? <laughs> like, I don't really know why we're in this locker room, but I guess it's because Rosie is like putting on her jumpsuit um, to get into the new um, Mecca shark. Um, and like he's, Jack is worried about her and she's like, you know, I can pilot the thing. And his response is, and I wrote this down because I thought I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, his response is, you could pilot a Rubik's Cube. And WTF does that mean? I, I thought what it meant was you could pilot anything. But like, yeah, a Rubik's Cube doesn't have a, like, pick that's something like, that's got I a mean, pilot. Right. For that analogy. You could pilot a, you could you could pilot a bumper car. Or, I mean, that's not a pilot. You either, could like, pilot a rocket like, to the moon. You could yeah. something. I mean, pilot a Rubik's Cube yeah. seems uniquely strange as a thing to say. That is that is really weird because, yeah, I guess I also was confused because I was thinking he was trying to say, like, you could pilot, like, something. Because he's trying to say you could pilot something extremely hard 
Right. So, yeah, a Rubik's Cube is, like, a weird thing to say. I mean, I know that a Rubik's Cube is difficult to do because I've never been able to do one. Um, but I don't But once you think know how to like do it, it's proper, easy. Yeah. No, but I don't... Not, it's, and it's not the right thing to say. Like, pick a thing no, that's it's got not. a pilot that's hard and then yeah. say that. Um, this is yeah. also where we get some kind of storyline where she's somehow taking on a lot of guilt about the people who've been killed by the Meg and Jack is like, you can't save everyone. And she's like, well, I can try, can I? You know, like something. And I'm like, wait, what's this storyline of how she takes on uh, (laughs) this guilt? Like, um, and I think this was where they have one kiss or maybe she holds the back of his head in such a way such that those nails were really on display and I was just like, what am I even seeing in front of my eyes right now? <laughs> um, in the meantime, in another part of the UN facility, I guess, um, Engelberg gets a call from scientist lady Emma, Emma McNeil. I, don't, I hesitate to call her doctor because I don't know if this woman got a PhD or not. They were calling, um, I think they were calling her doctor. Okay. Um, so she, for some reason, has determined, I guess she's like a sharkologist or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what? I mean, that's what it seemed like. They didn't really make it clear why she knew all the information she did out of nowhere. Now I can only think of that Molly Shannon character, the licensed joyologist. And she was like, I love it. I love it. That's exactly... That's what, that's what this lady that she was she was the opposite of a joyologist. She's a sharkologist. So I know, is like but really she scary. is probably licensed in that. She's probably a licensed sharkologist. Oh, yeah. would be my guess. Um, big time. And what she has worked out somehow is that this particular megalodon is looking for a mate. Um, and so it's even I didn't more... like this storyline. No. And I was worried that what we were going to get at some point was the Megalodon trying to, quote-unquote, have sex with the Mecha shark, um, which I'm glad Gross. didn't Gross. I'm really glad they didn't go there. <laughs> um, but what this means, though, is that this Megalodon is even more aggressive than usual, which seems like a stretch because it seems pretty aggressive. But all the same, even more aggressive. So Mm. we're back now um, with Jack and Rosie. They've joined up with Admiral Engelberg somewhere. I can't, I guess they're on a, they're not on a, I guess they're on a UN ship of some persuasion or the American, some sort of Navy ship. Um, And that they've spotted the mega um, around the northern coast of Australia. And so immediately Rosie's like, okay, I'm going to go into the new mech. Here we go. And Jack is like, you shouldn't go in there um, because we haven't had a chance to install the AI Nero in this new mech. Um, And it's like, no, I'm doing it anyway. And so, of course, Engelberg, whose brother got killed, and Rosie, who's guilty for reasons unknown at this point, jump at this chance so then we're back inside ironically the cockpit of this new mech looks exactly the same as the old one 
Um, they yeah, made one set for that. Um, <laughs> and that was what they were going to use. Um, and so oh, yeah. Rosie manages to get a GPS tracker on the Megalodon. But meanwhile, this submarine, the USS Virginia, fires a torpedo at it. And I did, I must say, I did kind of enjoy this. So the Megalodon <laughs> is capable of knowing what a torpedo is to some degree. And then be, having the wherewithal to bat the torpedo away with its massive tail. And so then the torpedo goes back toward the submarine, um, which I honestly am not sure that's how projectiles in water actually work, but let's say that's how it works. Um, and so then the entire sub goes down with everyone on it dying. So there's some death. As you requested. Yeah, but I know, but we didn't get to see it as boring and like the shark didn't really I mean, do we it. got to see some footage of men running around in a room with tubes and water coming down. Um, and I, But I, I also feel like that, that happened twice and I feel like it was the same shot both times. Yes, you're correct. That's definitely true. <laughs> um, I also did write down in my notes, drowning in a sub equals terrifying um more so than just drowning regularly you think i feel like yeah there's something about being inside of a submarine that just being inside one is terrifying somehow oh yeah i mean drowning doesn't sound kind of scary drowning doesn't sound great it's definitely not top of my list for ways to die um, no, it's definitely, like, close to the bottom of my list, I would yeah. say. But something about it being inside of a submarine feels worse to me, and I couldn't tell you it why. It feels more claustrophobic. Yeah, there's something bad about it, and I, I don't like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, the Meg- Megalodon escapes, um, and Rosie, of course, is really upset, as is Admiral Engelberg. Um, but Jack is kind of every smug. Every time you say, I'm sorry, every time you say Engelberg, I think of Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Do you even know who Engelbert Humperdinck is? Not really, but I just know that name, and that's just like what it sounds like every time you say it. Now I have to look up Engelbert Humperdinck. Um, <laughs> he is, he's apparently... Um, a British pop singer. I did not know that. Um, really? Whose real name is Arnold George Dorsey. Um, but he is professionally known as Engelbert Humperdinck. I, wow. Okay. That is wow. so weird. Anyway, um, that's all I can think of every time you've said it. Oh, um, well, sorry. Uh, so anyway... Right. They're bummed out because they don't have, they've not had success killing the Meg and now all these people died. Jack, on the other hand, is quite smug because he's like, this isn't going to work until we have the AI installed in the new mech. And then Engelberg is like, when will that be? And he was like, it'll take a day. And it's <laughs> like, okay, great. But like, I also couldn't totally tell, like, is the megalodon 
how long do you think it's been out from that glacier before they this oh, I have, before this movie happened? Before you know what I mean? Oh, like so, okay, like it, so it's like it escapes in the Mediterranean and breaks the pyramid, and then yeah. they have the the rest of the movie. How much I have time no do idea you think the timeline. has passed? I like I couldn't. That's a great question, and I literally couldn't tell you. I. I mean, what I can I, say is based on this one bit of dialogue. We know that this action takes maybe two days, maybe more. Unclear. Hmm. Um, but also, like, if you think about like the logistics of they are right now in. It says 20 miles, whatever, of southeast or whatever right. of Hawaii. And then they get to Australia. Like, what is the distance there? And on yeah. a boat, how long does that take you? Yeah. Because do they come true. on a boat or do they fly? I actually don't remember. But um, I think, like, don't they have to, like, when they've got the mech, they've got to swim oh, yeah. that through have the, to take the water. Boat. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I don't think the timing, I don't think timing, I don't think anyone thought about it. Yeah, this is probably a stupid question to ask. But so, anyway, (laughs) uh, a day passes, Nero is installed in the new mech, um, and they're ready to go again. This is when we get another weird, like, quote-unquote backstory. So if Engelbert Humperdinck is upset because his brother got killed by the Meg... (laughs) Then Rosie is upset because this is when we get a reveal of a secret bottle of booze that she carries around in her bag or something. Um, Mm, I might have missed this part. Well, honestly, this whole backstory lasts no more than five minutes because we see the booze and I was like, wait, so she's got a drinking problem? Then we see the Meg (laughs) fucking up an oil rig, which was, like, probably one of the better watching the Meg do damage scenes, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get the Aussie news lady saying that this has created um, an an environmental disaster, like, on par with, fuck, what was that thing? Like, the BP oil spill? Remember that? Mm. Mm -hmm. So I think she said it was, like, on par to that. So, like... Okay. But this is important because then um, Rosie is in the new Mecha Shark with Nero installed in it, and they're going after the Megalodon. Um, but because the water is all full of oil, they can't find it. And so right. then to try and draw the Megalodon out, Rosie chums the water. Um yeah. Which, again, the shots of this were very strange because it was like a, a special effect shot where, like, you're underwater and the water has to be dark because of the oil. But then you also have to mm-hmm. see the chum coming out of the mecha shark. So it was just like, <laughs> what's happening? It's like black and cloudy and I don't like know dark what all. And juicy. <laughs> and I couldn't see any dark juices. Yeah, I couldn't see a thing. Um, but then, of course, the problem is, is that when the Megalodon shows up, because of the chum, Rosie can't actually fire a torpedo because of the oil spell. 
Um, mainly, I guess, I don't know this is what they were talking about, but I think the reason why was that the torpedo would, like, somehow set fire to the oil and the water. I think. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking she couldn't see to aim. That was sort of oh, what I was thinking. Oh, that probably maybe makes more sense. I don't know. You could be right. I don't really I don't. know a lot about torpedoes. I don't, I don't think it really matters either way because the main thing is she can't <laughs> fire this torpedo. So, which again, I'm like, surely you knew that before you chummed the water. So why did you chum the water to draw this thing here to then not be able to shoot it like you planned? Like, Yeah, that's um, weird. So then... Happily, though, Rosie and Jack, like, Megalodon goes away. Rosie and Jack want to fix the oil spill. The Engelbert Cumberton says, fuck that oil spill. I don't care about the environment. We need to get this Megalodon that killed my brother. And Rosie and Jack are like, we refuse if you don't help us stop this environmental disaster. And it's like, okay. And there's like... And he's like, tell me what an environmental disaster really means. (laughs) Right. And then, of course... Um, this quote-unquote standoff between whales lasts 10 seconds. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Do something about it, I guess, if you want. Um, and so then Rosie is able to fix the oil spill by simply using the Meg to basically, like, the pipe where the oil's coming out, she just, like, bends it so it's closed, I think. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. My understanding. Um, and I was like, well, that was a really easily solved environmental disaster. (laughs) Uh, no problem. Uh, then is one of my favorite scenes where we are on a plane and the pilots, uh, are flying (laughs) and they, they're about to run out of fuel and they keep radioing to the tower being like, we need to go into, I guess, um, Wherever the Megalodon is, there's a corresponding no-fly zone. And the reason for that mm-hmm. is why? Oh, you might be curious because, you know, the Meg lives in the ocean, but it can jump uh, 30,000 feet in the air, apparently. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we don't know exactly how high this plane is in the sky, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, but isn't, like, cruising altitude, like, 30,000 feet at least? I think so. Hold on, let's see. Hold on, let's just... Oh, man, my my tabs at the end of this uh, episode today uh, are really going to be quite something. You might get on a watch list of some kind. <laughs> um, yeah, between 31 and 38,000 feet. So yeah, I'm like um, basically a which, pilot. If you were if you were wondering, it's about five point nine to seven point two miles. So this movie posits that a megalodon can not only like swim from the Mediterranean to Australia, I guess, in a day. Um, it can also <laughs> jump out of the water as much as seven miles in the air to. That's insane. Take down a plane. <laughs> That's, and also to have such good aim, to be honest, too, because, like, okay, so it's, I'm just trying to understand, like, so from the shark's perspective, I'm under the water and I see a plane. Right, correct. 30,000 feet ahead, yes. above, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get that plane, I'm going to eat it. 
And so, yeah. like, I specifically jump to eat. Like, that is, that is I mean, wild. What's kind of nuts about this is, like, okay, let's just say, not that I even know this, but let's just say that a megalodon is, it's um, like a massively aggressive sort of shark. And mm-hmm. because of its size, probably does need to eat semi-constantly. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. But like, just like a regular shark, um, it does not care about human meat. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly wouldn't care about a ship or a plane. Like, it wants to eat like these giant octopuses and stuff that are also mentioned in this movie. Like, that's what it should be wanting to eat, right? Like, right. Or anything that's in the sea, like whales. Why isn't it eating every whale in sight? Um, I, so yeah, I like it's bloodthirstiness. I mean, that seems strange, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm really trying to, how far out of the water can a shark jump? I'm like really trying. (laughs) I'm not sure sharks are known for their jumping abilities, Amy. According to research made about great white sharks, okay, this isn't even a meg, but it says they can jump up to eight to 10 feet out of the water. I mean, that is scary. That's a lot. That is a lot for sure. But that is not seven miles. No, 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 no. What shark can jump 100 feet out of the water? Okay, this... Okay, I don't know if I even believe all this, but, like... Okay, well, this, none of them are real. <laughs> right, right. But I understand that, like, for the purpose of the movie, we want to see the whole body, and, like, sure. I get, like, that it's a this visual is, I mean, that, like, we want to see. It did look hilarious. I will say that. Especially it because... Did. It did. When you realize... That then the mecha shark is also jumping up in the air. And so you see them okay. like smash into each other and then go back down into the water right in front of the eyes of the two airplane pilots. pilots. Like that yeah. was legit good. I did like that. That was funny. That was funny. And that was like, I want, I did want a little more of that, those types of scenes. And I also loved that the plane like had, um, the airline was called Ocean Air. <laughs> yep. Of I'm course. Like, okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> For um, when you want to just but, fly over an ocean, take Ocean yeah. Air. <laughs> like, like, what the heck? Um, I, I would love to imagine <laughs> be, even being a, like a passenger on that plane and like oh my somehow. God. I, I know it was in front, so they probably couldn't see it, but if there was somehow... I feel like you could, maybe, depending on where you're at. Like, yeah. you might have seen, like, the jump out of the water and be like, what? I would be like, get me I, out I of this would look, I would lose craft. my mind. Yeah. yeah. I, get I me out of this craft mind. immediately. Um, the air is and no longer like, safe. That's actually, that's actually, like, a true nightmare. Can you imagine? You're, like, that is being a. I don't want to see... A cre- anything out of the window when I'm in a plane other than a cloud no like that's it no I don't even like seeing other planes I know but I don't either 
but can you imagine, like, so you're in the air already, you're somewhere where you don't belong, and then you've got a sea creature coming up <laughs> into the air to get you, so you're, like, doubly fucked, like, you're not, uh, no, I would hate that. No, 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 that would be, everything would be wrong at that point for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. so now... Uh, there's another scene where we're trying to kill the Meg with torpedoes. Uh, it always backfires. I don't know how many times they need to do this before they realize that, like, every time a torpedo is shot at the Meg, it bats it back at them. Um, Mm -hmm. and so another Navy ship goes down as a result of this. Rosie starts feeling guilty again. Um. Yeah, this is where she does her, like, one second crying. That's awkward. Yeah, indeed. Um, this is also when, for some, she, like, they, she gets a little rattled around, so then they, like, the big mega shark gets stuck, like, down under some rocks for a while, um, mm-hmm. and Rosie has passed out or something. Um, and then uh, we're on the USS James Stewart, which I did wonder if that was, like, Named after Jimmy Stewart. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But so on there, they identify the USS James Stewart is an aircraft carrier. So they get called to get up into some planes uh, to like deal with this Meg situation. Um, And this is one of the more puzzling parts of the movie, which is really saying something. Um, there's this, like, conversation between three men about whether or not they can even launch jets from this aircraft carrier because the aircraft carrier is also simultaneously being attacked by the Meg. Um, and I guess, mm-hmm. like, one guy is saying, like, we're too unstable. None of the sh- none of the planes will, like, get off the ground or something and, or off the runway. And the others are like, come on, man. And so there's this, like, weird, like... I don't know, these guys couldn't have looked nerdier, and yet they're doing all of this, like, Top Gun talk. And I was like, what (laughs) am I seeing here? Like, and why am I seeing it? Like, what is this doing for anyone? And I think it's doing nothing for no one, honestly. Um, I mean, they were just trying to, like, fill out the movie. Yeah, I think they needed it to be, you know, 85 minutes. So they were like, uh, this can go ahead and stay. Then we get to another one of my more favorite visuals was, so the Meg then like flops onto the deck of this ship to break it. Um, and then starts like, we're getting a bit of a Titanic moment because then people, because the boat is like going into the water, people are like sliding down the deck into the water, um, <laughs> which I did quite enjoy. Um, Meanwhile, Nero has figured out how to blast the rocks out of the way so that the mech uh, can come up. Um, And then uh, Rosie has gotten hurt in this whole thing. And so it's like there's no one left to pilot it. And Rosie's quite upset. But Nero is like, well, I've learned enough about the mech now so I can run this on my own. Um, this is when we learn about Rosie's dead kid. I guess it's like Jack and Rosie's dead kid. 
Um, because it's this flashback thing where she, but like it's a flashback because she's like passed out from her injury. Yeah. And or is it, or is it like this sort of like seeing the light, like she's like coming? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My life is flashing before my eyes, type of thing. I maybe. Um, I don't know. Because we see like kid gets sick, kid dies. <laughs> silhouette of woman drinking booze like and I'm like ah oh, okay so that's <laughs> um so that's where the drinking mm-hmm. problem I don't came mean to from. laugh but I know but like honestly yeah. um so then she like wakes up and yeah I think it's like a some kind of a moment where she's like now I don't feel bad anymore which is weird um <laughs> meanwhile I'm over that <laughs> I know I was upset and had a drinking problem for exactly 12 minutes in this movie, and now I'm over it. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Emma McNeil, licensed sharkologist, uh, calls up uh, the Admiral Engelbert Humberdink and says, um, I think I have an idea of where uh, the shark is going but I want someone to come and chat about it. So she, like, demands that someone physically go and speak to her, which seems weird. Um, So then Rosie dumps out her booze in the sink and gets on a helicopter to New Zealand, Um, which, of course, isn't really New Zealand. As I said, someone came to Debbie Gibson's home and was like, we're going to put some beakers around, and (laughs) now this is a lab, and you're just going to speak on your cell phone it's it can be your own cell phone just pretend you're speaking to someone <laughs> and that's what we're doing a hundred percent um i wish that they had i wish they had like let her sing a little bit if she was singing her shark facts or something i don't i was just i was well i know but like i don't know i'm not sure like i don't know how they could have weaved it in but i just wish <laughs> so what emma Rosie comes now to speak to Emma, and what Emma tells her is that the Megalodon is heading to Sydney Harbor, even though I thought it was already there. Like, I don't know why it's a mystery where the shark is. But anyway, um, she says it's heading to Sydney Harbor because that used to be a prehistoric spawning ground for the Megalodons. And because this megalodon is looking for a mate, it's going to go to the place that it knows kind of instinctually is the mating place. I mean, again, I have so many questions. And I, like, there's no point because I think that is all made-up information. Yes. But, but what does that even... I'm curious for, like, a marine biologist to tell me, like, if... <laughs> If there is really a thing like all us like a full species has like one place that they would spawn like right like okay maybe the Australian megalodons did that in the Sydney Harbor but like the ones from across the world there's another place. Well, I don't know. According to the Wikipedia entry about megalodons, um, <laughs> they make use of nursery areas to birth their young in specifically warm water coastal environments with large amounts of food and protection from predators so sure i guess sydney harbor could be that um although according to this 
Nursery sites were identified in the Gatun Formation of Panama, the Calvert Formation of Maryland, Banco de Concepcion in the Canary Islands, and the Bone Valley Formation of Florida. So that mentions nothing about Sydney. Um, yeah, okay. So, well, they fucked up. They didn't do their research. Clearly. <laughs> literally not. figured that out in five minutes. I mean, less than that took me less than five minutes to find out. Honestly. And Florida, they could have so easily pretended that they were in Florida because, oh, like... Oh, for sure. They could have just gone to Florida. Literally. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. Okay, whatever. That would have been... I actually was at one point when I wasn't totally sure. I was like, if this were Sydney, Australia, maybe that's how they got these people to be in the movie, which is like, come to Sydney for two weeks. You only have to shoot for two days. A billion percent. Like, oh, one... Oh, a mil- and I would, and let me tell you, like, I'm not famous or an actor or have a lot of money, but even if I were, like, I would do that. Yeah. I would absolutely, if they were like, you can, if it's basically a free vacation to, like, a cool place, 100%, I would do yeah. a bad movie. Yeah, so I, I'm surprised, there were many things that have gone all wrong, let's say, in this movie, <laughs> but that's a surprise. Um, yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, back on the Navy ship, um... Nero has started to glitch out in various ways, and this will be a problem for later. Rosie also calls everybody to say, we all need to head to Sydney Harbor. That's where this thing is going. We get, we get to Sydney, and they're um, evacuating the city. Uh, I guess because they know... Well, they're evacuating... They're, they're evacuating, like, the like shore area or like the close right like they're making people move in i mean they only had 12 people to be a quote-unquote crowd (laughs) um so they had to be kind of judicious about whatever it was they were doing um because then we get a reiteration of this weird like daughter situation because rosie overhears that a mom has lost her kid in the evacuation process. Mm-hmm. And I was, I did really like, so like the, the one person playing a soldier and then the one person playing the mom and then the four other people who were trying to be city citizens walking to, or running around for the evacuation. Rosie comes up to them and is like, what's going on? And she's like, my daughter's missing. And she's like, what does she look like? And the mom is like, uh... <laughs> She, like, really paused before she could describe her own kid. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, top-notch And then her description acting. wasn't even that good. No, she was just like, she's yeah. she looks like me. She's got hair. She literally was like, she's got... <laughs> she literally said she's got... I don't even know if she said blonde. She's like, she's, it's hair and, like, a pink shirt. Okay, cool. Like... Not helpful, but no. because she's the only child, like in, in this crowd, a ten mile radius, yeah. we'll find her. <laughs> um, which is, pres- I mean, Rosie does find this woman, um, but also we're we're getting a reminder that the megalodon is not going to leave the harbor area until it finds a mate. And this is when I was waiting for them to be like, we've got to make the mech, we've got to make it think that the mech is its mate, like. That's how mm-hmm. we're going to solve this problem. That is not what they end up doing. Um, what ends up happening is because the AI has been glitching so much, um, 
Engelbert Humperdinck puts the mech <laughs> into drone mode, which is mm-hmm. apparently like basically turning the mecha shark as though it's a real shark sort of thing. Um, it goes into mm-hmm. what is called quote unquote survival mode. Um, it doesn't have any safety protocols now. Um, so basically, now you've got two megalodons on your hands. Um, and this is when... That was a really stupid move. Yeah, this is when we get the really great special effect that you loved so much, where when the mech and the megalodon are fighting, they fly through the air and smash into the opera house, um, which Mm -hmm. is great. And then this is... This was, like, top-notch to me. So I, I had to rewind it because I was like, this is incredible. So you watch the two fake sharks fly through the air, smash into the opera house. As they're flying, we cut away to the 12 people who are the crowd. And one of the people is this old woman, and she just says, Oh, my God. And what's even better about that, (laughs) what was even better about that, it was like delivered with such a deadpan-ness that I couldn't even believe. But what I liked even better about it is I was like, so this woman couldn't even bother to try and do an Australian accent. We're not even going to try. Like, well... Okay, well, I thought that's what I was thinking, too. But then I was like, okay, I guess they could be, like, a tourist. They're right by the harbor. That might be where the tourists are. Yeah, and I did later on in my handwritten notes, I was like, this is a very American-looking crowd. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I think even the lady who lost a daughter, she had an American accent. Like, I think think they were going to push their luck if they tried to get people to do that accent. Yeah, I think it was. I think, oh my God, deadpan American accent was going to be ten times more normal than her trying to do it with an Australian accent. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so this is when <laughs> we learn that. Um, so the the mech shark is now operating on its own, and it goes into quote unquote amphibious mode, which I don't know why you would build an item like this. But just picture it, a massive shark that is a mechanized shark that has smashed into the Sydney Opera House starts growing tank wheels underneath it that pop out (laughs) and it starts lumbering through the city. (laughs) Like, I mean, ridiculous. And it... And there's, like, that moment where we're seeing things through the perspective of the mech's eyes, and it identifies human <laughs> beings as, a, as an enemy, like, and it goes red and stuff. And so then it starts, like, just fucking laying waste to Sydney. Um, <laughs> and this is when somewhere farther away, the news lady and cameraman are watching what's happening, and the news lady says... Have you ever seen anything like this? And the camera guy's response is, "No, never." And then they run. And then they run away. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, stupid, ridiculous!" Oh yeah, I, this. This is like a chill Tuesday, bro. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've seen this before. Um, 
this then, then we see more of like the mech ruining Sydney. And this is when we see the 12 people run away. And in that process, there is literally just a scene where we see a fat guy who is at like the end of the crowd. First, we see him like that, like he's not running fast enough. Then just a full on close up of this guy. <laughs> he's laying on the ground and just spits blood out of his mouth. And is like, oh, no, oh, no. And I wrote down in my notes, best laugh. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> I laughed the most at that. Um, oh, my God. So, like, everything is chaotic. Um, Rosie then somehow, though, does have her cell phone and gets a call from Emma, who has figured out a plan. And she says... We can kill the Megalodon using its own desires to spawn. And I was like, is this when she's going to pitch that the mech has to have sex with the thing? But no. Um, Apparently, what is going to happen is they're going to, like, use the mech to, like, cause the Megalodon to get so irritated that it's going to attack the the machine shark and and leave kind of the harbor i guess is what the plan is in the Mm -hmm. meantime this was another top laugh for me um inkleberg humperdinck um is standing on the deck of his ship shooting a handgun at the megalodon what an idiot. I mean, I did love that. I, I can't deny that I thought that was hilarious <laughs> as shit. Like, that was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> then what ends up happening is that Rosie has to go inside of the now apeshit mech shark to put in this, like, emitter that's going to create a pulse that's going to upset the megalodon. The way she has to do this is by jumping into the mouth of the mech, um, which was a great shot. But then, unfortunately... This was where they had the stunt double, and I could see her face. (laughs) That's great. Um, Now, unfortunately, once she gets inside of the mech, um, Jack is somehow around still, and he notices that jets are attacking the mech, while she's inside and he's literally like waving his arms as if people in an airplane jet can see someone waving their arms on the ground. (laughs) And well, what else are you going to do? I guess. Unfortunately though, as a result of being shot at and attacked, she ends up in the chum port. So then poor Elizabeth Rom was like sitting around for at least some amount of time in a Bucket of fish guts. I was. I would have been like, today you pay me double. Like I sit in this fish gut soup. Like you pay me double today. At least. At least. Um. So anyway, we see where this is all going. Um. Jack gets into the old mech so he can rescue Rosie from the new one. Um, she manages to get the emitter set up inside of the new mech. Nero comes back online just in time to allow Rosie. He, like, opens up the chum port so that she can swim out into the harbor. 
Um, I think this is also where um, at some point we get one last shot of the Admiral who is, yeah, he's literally like floating on his back, quote unquote, in the harbor. It's obviously a pool. Um, <clears throat> yep. He's floating on his back and he's shouting to the sky like, you can't get me. And then the Megalodon eats Why was him. he doing that? I don't know. I Wait, don't why know. was he doing that? I don't know. Um, he gets eaten by the Megalodon, of course. Jack rescues Rosie, picks her up in the water, in the old mech. Um, the Megalodon is so irritated by this emitter thing that they've set up in the new mech that it, quote-unquote, kills the machine uh, or attacks it, and then they've set it up so that the mech will explode, which explodes the Megalodon, just as Rosie and Jack end up on the beach, um, and they get splattered with, quote-unquote, shark guts, but you said it just looked like cuts of salmon filet. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like sushi or salmon. It was just weird. It was a little bit goopy, though. Um, I guess they a don't, little bit. I mean, but it, they I, didn't have much on them in terms of goop. No. Um, and then there's this very long. I don't know the name of this shot, but like where it's going around in a circle. Um, but there was like one where it was like, like a three sixty shot. Yeah, but it was like going around and around them, like. I swear to God, at least three or four times as they had their, like, oh, thank God, we've, like, solved it, and everything's great, and they kiss, and then they have no chemistry, and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. And and then the final line of the movie is Jack saying, like, okay, um, well, I guess we better head back, and then he says, we've got some explaining to do, and then the, the camera... Oh, I know. That was weird. Which was a weird thing to say. I was like, so is this like some sort of Lucy and Desi? Like, I know. I was about to say, is this, or where's Ethel? <gasps> I know. Um, I mean, I would like an Ethel in this movie. It, it certainly could use one. But then, then the camera yeah. like flips around and we just see like utter chaos and destruction <laughs> on the beach. And that is the end of the movie. We made it. So weird. It was this such, such a, weird a bizarre one. ending. It was such a weird. It one. was really. Weird. I mean, which is why I sort of did at the end of the day, legitimately like this in some ways. Um, <laughs> like I had a good time with this. Well, I gotta watch the other, some of the other ones. That one with Crocosaurus really sounds like it might be the best one because that's got Jaleel White in it. <laughs> Yeah, Crocosaurus sounds good. I also am very curious about Python and Gatoroid. Oh, yes. Like... For sure. Because that, to um, me, like a Gatoroid suggests that it's a mechanized alligator. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like, and it looks like ginormous. Excellent. So Great, great work. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yawns and eye rolls. Let's start with yawns. One yawn is... Okay. Um, I was engaged for the whole time. And Tenyon's is like, I really, really struggled to pay attention to this. What would you give it? Mm. I would say, I would say maybe like three or four for me. Oh. Like I was, I was in it, but I definitely like my attention strayed. Mm. Yeah, I would say I was surprisingly engaged 
by this. So I'm going to go two on it. Like, there's some room for improvement, but overall, pretty engaging. Um, Eye rolls is perhaps where the trouble lies. Um, One eye roll is I fully bought into the premise of this movie. And ten eye rolls is like, I don't even know if what I saw was a movie. What would you give it? (laughs) See, it's hard because, like, it's not that I need things to be realistic. Mm. But, like, this, that, I mean, I gotta say, like, eight-ish. Like, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I was on board, but it was also, like, really pretty crazy. I mean, they said the freaking shark could jump 30,000 feet in the air. Yeah. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No, in that sense, I agree with you. Like, this was eye-roll to the max. Um, I mean, and (laughs) intentionally so. We know that. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it really, like, tested the limits of credulity, let's say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so of course then finally did you like this and would you recommend it uh, <laughs> hmm. I did like it I did it was again it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be I wanted it to be more fun I wanted a little bit more like even though I just said it made it eye rolly to have the sharks flying in the air I wanted more sharks flying in the air for sure um, or so, if not yeah, flying in the fine. air Something like that. Yeah, some, like, again, a little bit more, like, up close with the kills. I could have used, like, some more goofy kills. Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah, it is a shame that we didn't even see, like, one, I don't know, like, arm or leg chomped off or something. Or or even chomping, really. Yeah, or even, like, I would have taken, like, chomp onto like a boat and then a shot of boat with bite taken out of it like that would have been fun yeah totally it could have i mean a bite out of the sydney opera house would have been great oh my god a tech a technical nightmare but still (laughs) it would have been cool um but yeah yeah. so yeah i did like it i liked it fine and would i recommend it i mean (laughs) sure it's it's free on YouTube. Go for it, I guess. Like probably I they like, all for are. It. Is my guess. Probably they no. all are. Yeah, they're easily accessible. I would say, like, if you're into a shark thing, go for it. <laughs> if you're into a shark thing, hold on. I'm just <laughs> curious here. Um, so I per- surprisingly. Um, all three, all four of the Mega Shark movies are available on YouTube, I believe, for free. Wow. Now, what's interesting here, Mega Shark versus Mega Shark, or Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, 4.4 million views, of which we are now two. Um, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, which is the first one, only 1.5 million. And hmm, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, which I think might arguably be the best one, because um, of Jaleel White, has only two point five million views. So, what is everyone watching this one for? <laughs> I don't. This and that is that is surprising to me. I would say, in part, mainly yeah. because 
usually, yeah, so uh, according to YouTube, all three of them went up onto YouTube at the same time, which is about a year ago. Oh. And usually, okay. like, the longer something's been up, the more, you know, views that it gets. Um, but right. I, so I, I'm surprised that Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark is the one that's getting the most views. But there Me it too. is. That All is the same. Funny. So anyway, from us here at See You Next Week in Space, we say, <laughs> if you've got 85 minutes and you want to watch something for free, <laughs> go ahead and watch go this movie. It. You'll find bits to enjoy, certainly. Um, yeah. uh, it may not be the best bad movie, but it is bad. So that's yep. good. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, I am Sarah, and I'm here with Amy, and we will see you next week. In space! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.